program here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can bring up anything you want. We're doing the live Saturday episode. Phones are open as they always are. We're here seven nights a week, 7 to 10 at night Eastern. Join us at 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian. Beakless Mountaineer. And I'm Kevin Kickass. <laughs> Kevin now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like uh, the captain's meta alter ego, and I meta alter meta alter ego. Yeah, and I learned English with a regular. I learned English exclusively by watching Keanu Reeves (laughs) in both Bill and Ted and Point Blank. Point Point Break. Break. Sorry. Yeah. Point Break. (laughs) Bro. Sorry. I don't believe you. <laughs> Welcome to the program. Uh, so you guys haven't been here throughout the, the week, and obviously there's been a bit of an invasion happening over the last week in Aliens? Ukraine. Although some would say it's not an invasion, depending on which side of the propaganda well, if, that you believe. Yeah, if you're the United States government, right? Well, no, the U.S. government was saying it's an invasion. Oh, the, so uh, it's an invasion when somebody else does it, but not when they do it. The <laughs> Russian government, however, is saying they're just there to back up the separatist uh, regions or the secessions, if you will. The folks who have declared independence in the uh, the Donbass region of Ukraine, and, and I sort of don't believe either of them. I don't either, and I know you said uh, no or that uh, Peakless, you wanted to talk about the Russia situation oh, yeah. tonight, and that's been sort of my overarching message this week: is why would anyone believe any of these <laughs> war propagandists? The only thing that I liked hearing uh, about any of the the Ukraine Russia thing that's going on. Everything that I heard is like, this is horrible, this is bad, this is horrible, this is bad, all the headlines I'm reading, and if I'm skimming articles or whatever. But the one thing I heard that I enjoyed was that at some point, some folks were handing out guns to regular people. Oh, yeah. And the I, Ukraine. Did, uh, yeah, and, and I was like, finally, somebody proves my, I've said this a billion <laughs> times, probably here on the show too, that like if an organization known as government really cared about its people defending themselves it would hand guns to everybody because, you know, yep. War 101, whatever that is, whatever that manual says, uh, the first line in it should read something like, the most indefensible places on planet Earth are those with a heavily armed populace. Sure. But unfortunately, it's a little bit too late uh, to hand out guns to, to everybody know, because you're you're giving guns to a populace. It is never too late to hand out guns to everyone. Well, I mean, I get what you're saying, <laughs> but the fact is you're handing out guns to a populace that has that many of them have never uh, held a gun before. And so while it's not complicated okay, to well, fire a gun. Well, hold on. I mean, you know, put your put yourself in the position of uh, an invading force. Mm-hmm. Would you rather invade a citizenship that does not know how to use a gun and does not have a gun or a citizenship that does not know how to use a gun and has a gun? No, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad what they're doing. It's just too little too late because you've got people here who've never held a gun before in their lives. And, I, and I'm not saying it's complicated to learn how to fire an AK-47, but having some experience is preferable to zero. And uh, what percentage of their population has experience with weapons? Only those that have been in the military or the, the policing service. I get what you're saying, but still, if I'm some of these Ukrainian people and... You know, I can't withdraw cash now, right? Apparently, Bitcoin is going for a premium. All the cryptocurrencies are going for premiums over in Ukraine. Mm, yeah, um, even the government themselves, the government gang in Ukraine, is asking for Bitcoin donations. Wow, interesting. Hmm. I They're saw, putting up uh, Bitcoin addresses publicly on Twitter. I saw that there was also a corresponding uh, potential bank run happening in Poland as a result of this. 
Mm. So somehow the Russian banking system is tied to Poland, and so the Poland ATMs were running out of cash. Interesting. Uh, it's all tied tied to this kind of thing. But if I'm these Ukrainian people and I'm facing an invading force, and sure, I've never held a gun or fired a gun or whatever, but I'm sort of at my wit's end. My choices are fight or flight. Well, if I haven't flown by now, that is run away from the, you know, be a if refugee If you're a man up to age 60, they're not letting you out. You know, so then I'm going to take one of these free guns and I'm sure. going to find the nearest guy who looks like he knows how to handle and be like, hey, dude, can you show me the thing? And yeah, no show doubt. me the thing. I'm gonna, you know, and I'm gonna put up a fight. I'm gonna go out fighting. So I, I hope that's what these the attitude of the actual people is. And of course, that presumes there actually are Russian troops uh, in the streets fight to fight with. That's I mean, true. so far, yeah. a Cyprian, who's a former host of this show, used to know him as uh, Vin Armani, uh, points out here on his Twitter that you know he he believe he thinks this is a reality show. Mm. And that well, this yeah. whole thing I, is image part of this absolutely is a a, a, a distraction. So I mean, like the uh, I mean, for one thing, the biggest part of this is they must distract us from the real fight. The real fight is humanity versus the autocratic dictators of the world by whatever color they are. Well, and that's and, not what's going on here. This right, is dictator right. versus dictator. Exactly, exactly. This this is exactly like American politics. So do you want to do you want the horrible dictator on the left or on the right? Do you want Coke or Pepsi? I mean, they're both poisoned, but which one do you want? Is it like the next so, the next WWE match? They're both yes, literally calling yes. the, each other. Both sides are actually referring to the other side as the Nazis. And they both <laughs> actually have a point. Yeah. Like, each well, of them, I, from their perspective, are partially correct. Sure. I mean, like, uh, uh, one of the things that's uh, that isn't talked about much is that America specifically caused the coup to overthrow in Ukraine and significantly empowered their literal Nazis, like yes. the, the grandchildren of the actual Nazis themselves who hold fascist, nationalist, racist ideologies. Great. Now we've got grand Nazis. And so Putin is saying one of the goals of this whole operation operation is to denazify Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So from like that part of it is true. Now but he has a lot of other reasons to be sent, to be moving into this. Sure. I mean for one thing like uh, geographically the Ukraine is the, the, that whole area there. Uh, that whole Ukrainian area it's it's the opening of a the the European uh uh plane. And basically, all of the important parts of Russia are on this huge flatland that is impossible to defend. But you can defend it in western, uh, uh, like the the western Russian area, Mm -hmm. if you push far enough to where the mountains are, because there's only this one pass to get in. And that's a big part of why he wants Ukraine, is because he can stop people from moving into Russia if he has Ukraine. And he can't stop them if he doesn't. Hmm. And uh, a big part of this goes back to 1990. Like NATO troops, Exactly. For in 1990, they were promised in Russia that there would be no expansion of NATO. They lied. And NATO has expanded and expanded and expanded. And, and, we've, uh, and we've watched the, the American leadership make promises oh we promise not to to bring ukraine in and then you see them making moves to bring ukraine into nato and i mean nato right. should not exist the North because American the soviet union's gone terrorist right. organization right yeah. so i mean it, it, it's the same idea of like imagine if there's this uh, uh there's this gang that has formed specifically to take out your gang and then everyone in your gang runs away except you 
That's basically the situation that Russia has right now. Like, they are seen as the remnant of the Soviet Union, which is what NATO was formed to fight. Which, you know, to be fair, they they ran the Soviet Union for the most part. Like, they were definitely the biggest player in that. But okay, so you have this anti-Russia gang that is slowly expanding further and further. I can see why they would be concerned. So that's part of this. Another big part of this is, like, Russia is an oil country. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. 12 percent of the world's they, oil. They produce more oil in Russia than in Saudi Arabia. I thought it was higher than 12. But... Uh, that's what I read earlier this yeah. week. I mean, like uh, uh, Germany and Italy are both getting half of their oil from Russia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a bunch of countries uh, further, uh, further east that are getting 100 percent of their oil from Russia. Russia is a petroleum exporter. That's their whole thing. And these massive uh, finds of of uh, petroleum deposits have been found both offshore and in the in the land of Ukraine. So that's a big part of this, too, is that mm-hmm. uh, Russia is trying to move in so that you, you don't compete with it. If you want to weigh in on this, the number is 603-283-6160. The other thing that, you know, as we pointed out, don't believe any of this propaganda. Have either of you guys seen the images of the Ukraine president all suited up with uh, camouflage and a helmet and uh, like a flak jacket? No, and, I missed that one. And the, uh, the, the posts are, you know, saying things like, unlike the coward who poses shirtless with bears to make up for his fragile masculinity, Ukraine's Jewish president is on the front lines fighting for his people. This oh, is yeah. a leader. And they show him in like a military helmet and, and like in a trench or whatever. The images were taken in 2021. This was when he went to Crimea to tour the border when there wasn't a war going on. So you can't believe anything. There's more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. Live Saturday show, open phones as always. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's Ian Peakless Mountaineer and Captain Kickass in the studio tonight. Here. <laughs> Glad to have you. Uh, by oh, the way. thought you were taking a roll call. Bitcoin.com is it's not government school, Captain. Thanks, man. I, I had a flashback. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. Right now, you've got more government people than ever embracing cryptocurrency, which is not an endorsement per se, but it's an unusual situation that no one would have foreseen, I think, just five years ago. The idea that there's a legal tender now status for Bitcoin in (laughs) El Salvador, that Ukraine is now asking for donations in cryptocurrency in the midst of this uh, situation out there. It's what I love about uh, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, you know, Monero, all of the cryptocurrencies is that it doesn't really matter what these government thugs do, right? And these bankster thugs do, because whatever they do only pushes people more towards cryptocurrency. Indeed. Uh, and the fact that they're embracing them is an acknowledgement of their independence, right? Yes. Because they know that they can't be touched by any other governments of the world, their little crypto stash. For instance, it does fundamentally uh, change what we're doing, because before the existence of Bitcoin, all we could do is sit and complain about what they were doing. Right. But now, like because we know, obviously, they they don't answer to us. It doesn't matter who you vote for. That isn't going to change anything. Never but has. now we have a real alternative. Yes. It, I mean, like if you're really devoted, come out here to New Hampshire. But if you just want to put through just a small amount of effort, 
use cryptocurrency. Independent infrastructure is what it is. But you do need to learn about it first. There is a little bit of a learning curve. Some new concepts that you need to understand like decentralization, blockchain technology. Head over to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started at the top of the page, and you will learn about Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, cryptocurrency in general there. I read a thing today about a Ukrainian guy who's can't get into his bank account or mm-hmm. whatever, and he's got no cash, and so all he has is cryptocurrency. And he was like, crypto's going to save my ass. I saw that post. Yeah, he had escaped, I believe, to a different country yeah. and was unable to use any kind of credit cards there, but no problem yeah. to use Bitcoin. So, so instead of him being you know, a penniless refugee right. from a war-torn area, you know, whatever. He's got some means now, yeah. thanks to this new technology that governments can't control. Yeah, really important. This is what it means to have uncensorable money. Yes. Bitcoin.com, click Get Started at the top of the page, and get the latest news headlines anytime over at news.bitcoin.com. So we're talking about the, the war propaganda. What is the truth? Well... It's hard to really know because we're not there. And the strange thing, as uh, as Cyprian points out on uh, on his Twitter account, is where are all the videos of the fighting? Mm-hmm. I mean, we are in. We talked to Galena, who called into the show last night from mm-hmm. Ukraine, or at least purportedly. She had a Ukraine phone number, sounded Ukrainian to me, uh, and she said she's not hiding in the basement. Like a lot of the reports, when you see on the mainstream, the Kharkiv residents hiding in basements. She says she does know of people who are doing that, but she's just sitting in her apartment. Um, But, you know, she says she had the Internet because we asked her, do you have access to the Internet right now? She says it it was down temporarily Mm -hmm. uh, within the last two days, but it came back and they've had Internet since then. So there's no reason why there shouldn't be videos coming out of firefights and whatever you know battles are purportedly going on that right. the mainstream media wants us to believe. And I'm not saying those things aren't happening. It's just that we should be deluged with those sorts of videos. Mm-hmm. And yeah. those aren't coming out. Everybody's Every- got the magic rectangle in their pocket. I don't care where you are, even in the Ukraine. Yeah, and a lot of the people that are showing videos of things happening are showing footage that did not happen in the last week, that happened over the last several years uh, in various different parts of, of the world including Ukraine. Yeah. So it's really hard to know at a glance that what you're looking at is actually, you know, legitimate. The more I think about it, the more it feels like and I was mentioning it in jest earlier when I said, is this like the WWE where the two the new matches coming on? It's it's a lot like where they used to talk to the managers and or they'd have the separate interviews with the wrestlers for the big match mm. and they talk about, "Oh, I'm going to give him a big yeah. blah, you know, that kind of thing." And you right. beat the Listen, manager, brother. Like, yeah, I'll tell you another thing, brother. The Ukraine is going down, right? You know, <laughs> that kind of a thing. That's what it kind of feels like yeah. at right? this point. Well, and it's absolutely in the best interests of the banks and the world banking uh, organization to do this because one of the big things that was about to be ha- about to happen, and I talked about this briefly when they had the emergency meeting that we're not allowed to know what the uh, what happened in it, but they'll eventually make an announcement. Um, so what was going to happen is next month in March they were going to finish off uh, the the Federal Reserve's tapering, and a huge thing is they were going to raise the basic interest rate, and like that is. Huge huge news in the entire financial market because absolutely everything is set on this 0 to 0.25% uh, target interest rate. Everything is based on that. So if you shift that up to 0.25% to 0.5%, like everything starts to get really, really shaky at that point. Hmm. Like you can cause major crashes in like the housing market or uh, the, the student loan market or things like that. 
And they were at the point where, like, they'd said they were going to do this to fight inflation because people are scared about that. And this is really the only thing you can do to fight inflation is to uh, bring up that rate. And, I mean, they were caught between a rock and a hard place with, like, well, we said we were going to do this, so we have to do it. If we don't do it, then they'll know that we aren't trustworthy. And if we do it, then it's going to cause this massive chaos. And what a convenient thing. Oh, well, we were going to do it. But then war broke out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. War broke out, so we don't have to do this like we said we were going to do, because it's an emergency. Which people have been predicting, by the way. I mean, the, ever I, since the COVID thing sort of started to seem to get a little repetitive, people were saying, what's next? War? You know, something else has to distract people. It, it is predictable, because, well, let's see, you've, uh, oh, I don't know, locked down planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Right, you've uh, established this campaign of fear regarding a glorified cold, right? A virus that is, you know, I mean, by all accounts, over. You know, it was a bad case of the flu, different version of the flu. Yeah, it killed some people, but historically, everybody's going to forget about this. Be like, really, we made a big deal of that. Well, speaking of lockdowns, Ukraine is on lockdown right yeah. now. So, so I mean, what, which way is it? Now that we've gotten so, used to yeah. lockdowns, we can do and, it whenever and we also feel like. crippled infrastructure around the globe. Right, we still have you know problems getting goods into ports here in the U.S. And I sure. imagine that problem exists elsewhere. We've seen uh, many nations debasing their currency, you know that kind of thing. So, like when you do all of these things. You got to get out of it somehow, and historically, the way for nations to get out of all of the other bad crap that they do to their people while they're in power is for them to go to war. But here's my question about the lockdown, right? They're saying their citizens are under a curfew for, at, I, th- I heard a report, I think it was on the news, for at least the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. And I thought you wanted your people out fighting. I thought that you were handing out rifles. So which way is it? Is, <laughs> is there a curfew and a lockdown? Or are you supposed to be out in the streets defending uh, your country from the invading Russian horde? Yes. We Wait, want which you way locked down Wait. defending yourself from the, Rus- you want, the Russian horde. You want government to have like coherent message? Well, how do you defend yourself <laughs> from a non-existent horde if you're out in the streets? That's why we got to lock you down. Well, right. And how do you take video of the, the supposed invading Russians and all the fighting going on if you're forced to be inside your house? I mean, you can look out the window. I suppose, and why? Where are all the the window footage of the fighting going on? Uh, the number here is six. I've seen some footage of missiles running into buildings that probably you know they shouldn't have. But who shot those missiles? We're told it's the Russians. How do we know that? The number here is six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. You can't believe anything. It's free talk. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. Yeah. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about Ukraine. And Russia and the lies, lies, lies. I crane, Ukraine. We all crane for Ukraine. <laughs> so many lies. Uh, with you tonight, by the way, it's Ian. Peakless Mountaineer. 
And the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass is We're here. We're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts, actually calling in on our SIP line, which is very unusual because we almost never talk about it. Uh, but it is there for what, those who wish to use it. What's SIP with that? <laughs> SIP is stands, I don't even know what it stands for. Session Internet Protocol. Nice. Can tell you who's the, who's the telephony guy. Uh, t- telephony, not telephony. <laughs> <laughs> telephony. How about me. tell someone real? <laughs> so, uh, who, who is it, Ian? It is a, ser- a service that is free to use. It allows you to call in uh, via any basically internet-enabled device, and you can call long distance for no charge, basically, which is pretty cool. And that's why uh, Alex is calling in from Vancouver. But if you want to learn how to use our SIP line, you can go to sip.freetalklive.com. It's sip.freetalklive.com. That'll take you to a step-by-step instructions uh, to get that set up. Alex, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Uh, hello. Uh, good evening, Kia. So, as I said, I'm originally from Ukraine. Uh, uh-huh. I moved to Vancouver like 15 years ago. I just want to maybe... I don't know, you you talked about propaganda from like Ukraine and Russia, and I absolutely agree that it's always from two sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the only thing that, you know, it cannot be denied that Russia attacked right now. So it's offensive from Russia. And, uh, you know, from the past, uh, any dictator or whoever invaded other country, he never said that I am going to invade because I want more land or whatever. It's always like because they protect, they want to liberate some people, they want to... Which is what Putin is saying, that he's only there to protect the Donbass region who had declared independence in 2014. Uh, When did you leave Ukraine? How long ago? Oh, it was uh, in 2006, so it's been quite a while, but I I still have my uh, parents there. Um, and uh, okay, it doesn't look really nice. What are your uh, thoughts on what happened in 2014, where you had the uh, Donetsk and Luhansk regions declaring independence? Supposedly, uh, do you believe that that was you know legitimate? Were there really enough people there voting? Uh, that whole situation. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, okay, I, I, in my opinion, you know, at the gun at the gunpoint. Everyone would vote, you know, as you told to mm-hmm. vote. So it's. Uh, Are you I, saying those people were under duress at the uh, time? Yeah, it was. You know, it was some military, definitely support from Russia on mm-hmm. one hand, and it was a bit. Um, um, from what I know, that um, you know, when it started, everything. So it was uh, kind of Ukraine. Uh, it was always a little bit okay not sometimes not a little bit but it was a tension between east and west parts mm-hmm. and historically west part you know uh inclined towards uh western uh like united states europe etc and eastern yeah. part towards russia and then it was this revolution or coup it depends which side you are yeah. uh so uh technically those uh, couple regions they started they they didn't want to take uh you know western course and uh, they started what ukrainian government called coup uh so it it definitely wasn't a voting as you would imagine what happens in united states or in canada or anywhere in europe mm-hmm. it was already some military people there and you know it it's it's not really you know voting 
But you uh, you pro, did say yeah. that the people on the east side of Ukraine are more allied with Russia. So it doesn't seem unbelievable that many of them might want to vote to not be part of Ukraine anymore. Does it? Yeah, it's it's possible, of course. It's not like I am denying that, and definitely it's uh, uh, you know at that time maybe it was something that it just um, you know when you have military involved, it's kind of hard to tell about any type of freedom or anything sure. like that. So it it was working. Is it true that since those uh, those independence movements started in 2014, that the government of Ukraine has been attacking the the separatists in those regions? Do you think there's any truth uh, to those actually, claims? Uh, a little. Okay, it, it's there is some truth on it, but it's uh, actually what those separatists they uh, they wanted to take more territory. So in mm-hmm. the beginning, Ukrainian troops tried. Uh, uh, they defended. They Ukrainian troops try to retake back, uh, you know, this territory which they don't agree to uh, to get uh, to give independence. Well, the Ukraine government, of course, is not going to uh, recognize the vote. They're not going to recognize yeah. the the independence movements there. So you're saying they did move troops into the Donbass region? Uh, yeah, but uh, they they moved troops. Okay. It, it was a part of Ukraine, and it's still officially part of Ukraine. Sure. So it, it always had uh, military. I think like, Russia Ukrainian still considers Georgia forces. part of uh, Russia, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's probably I don't know yeah. what they. Yeah. Uh, but I what I I wanted to say is that those separatists originally they 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 took a portion of uh, uh, Luhansk and Donetsk uh, regions. Yes. But they wanted to move west a little. Mm. Uh, so they kind of started taking more uh, land. I see. Then uh, Ukrainian in in the beginning, Ukrainian army just defended. Then mm. Ukrainian army started offense operation. Then uh. Russia supported uh, those uh, separatists, so uh, it, it it got back. So it's uh, it was like moving uh, this front line between. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's still not the full. Uh, uh, it's like two regions, Luhansk and Donetsk regions. Uh, they are not completely under separatist control. They were not until. What are you hearing from your family, your friends that are still in Ukraine uh, right now? I mean, what are they telling you? Uh, okay, so it definitely doesn't uh, look that it's gonna, you know, end soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, my family lives in the western part of Ukraine. It's uh, Lviv, which is closer to Poland, uh, okay. uh, to Polish border. Uh, so they're more or less safe. I I want to take them back here to safety. It's like just my mom and my wife's mom. Uh, but like I still talk to friends, and it's um, it's not uh, okay. West part is relatively safe. Mm-hmm. The rest, like Kiev, it's under attack right now, and uh, there is fighting between Russian army and Ukrainian. And uh, yeah, nobody knows what what it will be next. Indeed, I don't know. Indeed, five uh, hours. Just another this. question: since you're in Vancouver and you are in Canada, that's the westernmost uh, big city in Canada. Um, any thoughts on yep. the the truckers, the uh, the freedom convoy up there, the crackdown on freedoms that Canada has suffered under the COVID regime? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? 
uh, okay, I d personally I support Freedom Convoy, and I believe nice. like whatever uh, you know, personal decision about your health, it's your personal decision. It can be stupid, it can be smart, but it's nobody business. Do you feel like Canada way. is still is more free today than Ukraine, or that, uh, or at least prior to the, the fighting, uh, that uh, is Canada less free than Ukraine was when you left? Uh, it's really, you know, it's very different. Sure. It's, I cannot even compare. Can't compare. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, hey, uh, thanks, Alex, for calling in tonight. Yeah, great call. I, I really do yeah. appreciate it. I love the international flavor that Free Talk Live takes on from time to time when yeah. these things happen. Yeah, me too. Like I said, we had a lady call from uh, Kharkiv yeah, last night, the second whatever, largest yeah. uh, city in Ukraine, and it's the one right next to the, uh, the supposedly independent area. So there's definitely some, it's definitely a hot zone. Uh, thank you, Alex, again for the call tonight. Feel free to update us as things develop the number 603-283-6160 you can join us here on the radio you can take control of the airwaves 603-283-6160 this is the live saturday edition of free talk live This is Free Talk Live. Phones open here. You can join us, 603-283-6160, and you can take control of the airwaves. Live Saturday episode tonight, you've got Ian. Peakless Mountaineer. And the captain. 603-283-6160. We're going to go back into your phone calls and thoughts, but I do want to say thank you to Brian Simmons, who is a Free Talk Live uh, supporter via the AMPS patreon that we set up a few months ago thank you brian for helping us out there at the silver level which means five bucks a month uh to the amps patreon helping us advertise market promote and support free talk live to get the ideas of freedom into more people's ears all around the country and around the world uh once again you can head on over to amps.freetalklive.com that takes you right to our patreon you can get signed up with your debit card credit card or your PayPal account, whatever is your preference. And you get some cool perks. So once again, thanks, Brian, for that at amps.freetalklive.com. We go to Jerome. Been too long, Jerome, uh, since you've called in. Uh, Jerome is on from South Carolina. Welcome back. Probably because I've been pretty angry and, you know, pretty um, upset about my mom passing away. Oh, sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, sorry to hear that, man. It's not easy to talk, you know, yeah. when you've been depressed. Mm, you know. Okay. But I kind of was watching something the other day on court TV. This guy is a cop. He was 26 years in law enforcement and security. And uh, he shot a guy in a movie theater about eight years ago because the guy threw popcorn on him. I mean, he'd been, he kind of kept after the guy until the guy got angry enough to throw popcorn on him. And he pulled out his handgun and shot the guy in cold blood. Jeez. And he was, he was on bond for eight years. And then they finally had the trial, and it's like not the twelve on, on the jury, but like six people. Mm -hmm. And they watched this this cop, this cop, and they watched his lawyers get up and tell lie after lie. I don't know how the man's widow could sit there and you know, listen to that, and not just like go over and just knock the living hell out of that old man on the witness stand when he was lying like he did, because he said he felt threatened. He said his life being threatened because the man threw popcorn on him. He instigated the whole thing. Because he was trying to get the guy thrown out of the uh, movie theater 
because the man was texting on his phone trying to keep track of his daughter who was being, you know, taken care of by the babysitter well, while they were went to a movie theater. They, wow. they established this quite some time ago, Jerome. The I call it the magic shield of deflection, where they just go, I feared for my life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, not guilty. Well, yeah. now, what was the result in this trial? You said it was a jury, so what did the jury come back with? Well, he was up for, like, uh, second-degree murder and possibly manslaughter. Because he not only shot the man, the, the, the man's wife was, you know, trying to stop everything, and he shot her, too. But he shot her in the hand, you know. He could have blown her finger off, they were saying. And he got away with that, you know. He he was found not guilty? Yeah. Wow. He didn't, he, he didn't even get shot the man's wife. And what did she do except, you know, try to... You know, get in between all of that. And where did this he happen? Was this in South Carolina? No, hell no, man. We got enough problems in this state with people. Where was no, this one? This happened in Florida. Oh, like okay. a town in Florida. Wow. Eight years on probation. I said, you know, I'm starting to think maybe the reason I don't understand stuff like this because I'm not white. Because if this was a black man that shot a white man like that, I don't know how the hell you would get out of that, like, unless you were really somebody famous and powerful. Well, the dude's a cop. Yeah, this has yeah. nothing to do with his race. This has to do with he's a cop. The reason that the rules do not apply to him is because he's part of their system. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, black cops get the cop the privilege, race. too. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's nothing to do with his race. He's a white cop, and he shot at a white man. White people get away with killing each other, too. You gotta be careful about. It has nothing to do with his race. You gotta be careful. It has nothing to do with his race. It has everything to do with his position as a cop. Yeah. Yeah. If he was a black cop who shot a black person, but he was a retired police chief, then the same thing would have happened. Look, they get away with killing black people too. Remember George Zimmerman? They get away with killing everybody. They're cops. They they have no accountability. Oh, they have. They have accountability. They no, not. they don't. It's Come on. You should know that by now. There is oh. zero accountability for police in this country, and you know it. All right. All right. How do you hold them accountable, Jerome? How, specifically? Like those, those cops that murdered George Floyd. That's how you hold them accountable. The only reason those cops had any any punishment whatsoever is because there was enough public outrage at that. That was a one in a million conviction most cops 99% of them 99% of the cops who are accused okay. of and are and did shoot or kill somebody or beat somebody or you know set somebody's house on fire or whatever other horrific thing that they did they usually walk away and most of them get promoted and they don't get any kind of real punishment whatsoever. They get a pat on the back and uh, and a medal in a lot of cases covered a story uh, last week Sunday uh, about Look, a, about a cop who uh, I, hey, hang on, hold Jerome, on Jerome. hang on Jerome covered a story about a cop who upwards of 500 people will either be released from jail or otherwise their charges against them will be dropped because one cop one cop began lying and planting evidence and so mm-hmm. now all of his cases that he's been involved with for his entire career are tainted uh, and a whole bunch of people are about to be set free because he abused his authority and that's what they do they're put in a position to abuse their authority doesn't matter if you're black white purple striped i don't care if you're put in this position and you must act in an authoritative way you will do bad things the system itself is corrupt i'll tell you what that cop 
He's just the one that got caught. That's right. There's other ones doing the exact same thing. They just haven't gotten caught. Exactly. Because it's their buddies that are running the department. So the odds... See, he must have crossed somebody. He must have done something to somebody in the department, and they said, you know what? I know about this guy. I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it loose. What he's really doing, and they they ruined his career. Yeah, you can't hold these people accountable. It is not possible. There is no viable way to hold them responsible. Jerome, what do you think about uh, Ukraine? Have you been following that situation? Man, look, Putin's been a bully for a long time. The people of Russia, those are some of the weakest people on the planet because they allow themselves to let this man get so powerful that he can do things like this. And they're in a damn thing they can do about it. I don't know how this guy. Well, sure they could do something about it if they didn't want to do something. If they didn't want to go along with what Putin wanted, they could just refuse to follow his orders, not join the military, and refuse to deploy. Right? Like so. Clearly, there are enough people in Russia who support uh, what Putin is saying, and that they. I don't think they had to draft these men. And and what exactly is it that Putin's allowed to do that Biden isn't? Oh, don't don't you start with me. Don't you start with me. Don't start using the same. Don't Don't start start using logic. Using the same way of judging two different leaders. Let let me tell me something. Let me tell you something. They're not leaders. They better never put. They better never put me and you in a room. Yeah. That's not very nice, Jerome. I thought we were going to have a beer today uh, someday when we met you. Not that guy. Not that guy. Not you. Sorry, Peekless. He called. He calls Fauci a mass murder. He's a mass murder. I'm not listening to anything you say because you're a fool. Okay, you can't argue with a fool like you. You're a fool and a liar. Hey, if you had so an argument, I would love to hear it. Name calling yeah, definitely well. does not qualify as an argument. That's what he is. He called a man a mass murderer. He's a fool. He certainly is a dog murderer. I, I'm not calling him. Uh, I, I'm not calling no, him a not. name. I'm saying he performed no, this action. You, These actions led to led directly and knowingly to the look, unnecessary deaths of an look, unbelievable amount man. of people. That makes you look, a mass murderer. You are, what you're you, saying there is just to be specific. You're talking about how Fauci was involved in helping fund the Wuhan research. That, yeah, in helping fund the Wuhan research, in suppressing all of the effective medical interventions that we could have made i mean what more do you need exactly like i would like to know whether he specifically was the one that like whether his department created covid19 i would like to know that but that's not something we even get to investigate and certainly i can say without a without any shadow of a doubt we know that they suppressed these effective medical interventions so all of the people that could have had their lives saved instead of pushing a vaccine, they are dead because of his knowledgeable actions. That makes you certifiably a mass murderer. Well, whether or not he invented or cooked up the uh, COVID-19, yeah, whether or not we, he we know that. That, they, uh, that he absolutely murdered a bunch of dogs, right? That happened. Nope. You can't murder a dog. You can only murder a human? Yes. Okay. How about, it ha- it, it has how about killed a bunch go. of dogs? Horrifically. Yeah, tortured to death. You can do yeah. that to a dog, and he sure did. Jerome, thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Just because, you know, Jerome calls in with all sorts of great, logical, and well-thought-out <laughs> arguments all the time. There's more coming up here. You can join us. Hour number two is on the way. I think we're going to talk about the World Economic Forum coming up here, and there's a bunch of other stuff, too. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. The number is 603-283-6160. Hour 2 coming up. This is Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160. 
Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you're invited. If you want to join the show, you can. The number here is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. Tonight, it's Ian. Nicholas Mountaineer. And the captain. As we go, uh, getting ready to go back to your phone calls here, we were talking about Ukraine, Russia, the propaganda, the propaganda war, from what I can tell. Yeah. How much is actually really happening? You sure as hell can't judge from posts on social media, which are using images from last year or years ago, videos from years ago. Maybe there's some actual things that are happening there, but you can't know from one day to the next what it actually is, unless you actually know someone on the ground in Ukraine who actually has video, original, fresh, never-before-seen video of what is happening on the ground. Who is that? I have an image in my head. I was there, that reporter guy who who lied, who's major... Uh, CBS or something. Oh yeah, I know who you're you talking know, about Brian, Brian something some or another. Yeah, I was. Mm-hmm. I was I yeah, expect him, recently. I expect him to pop up, right? Or an uh, absolutely ridiculous speech about his retirement. Or CNN faking the uh, invasion of Iraq back in the day on their own <laughs> yeah. rooftop in Los Angeles or whatever it was. Yeah, you can't trust these people. You want to weigh in here though? You can. Let's go to Joe Bob calling us from New Mexico. Joe you're on Bob. Free Talk Live. Joe Bob. Oh, you yeah. got to turn down that radio, Joe Bobber. It's going to get really confusing. That's already confusing. <laughs> What's on your mind tonight? LRN.FM. Oh, it's too bad. He had a really good voice, too. He had a whole character. God dang it, uh, Joe that, Bob. That he was going to do there. You done messed up. Yeah. He just got too into it. We are on radio. Yeah, and he was listening, I think, on the radio. He so was, he should have yeah. he should have known we were on the radio. That's too bad. He sounded like it would have been a fun character. I Anyways. guess I guess you and I, Ian, are old enough to where like we know that yeah. when you call a radio show, you got to turn that radio down or you get feedback. But like I People guess don't know. folks, don't well, know it's not general. being old, uh, Captain, because there's some elderly folks that have called in and they don't understand that. It's just people just don't. We're we're just radio rats, you know. We're we're radio geeks. I did stuff. I did used to try and like call in and win all the the radio prizes, you know, tickets to this or you know a poster of that or an autograph this or whatever contest the radio were putting on. But it is true that age is a factor as far as young people don't really even understand what radio is. I mean, there's a, there actually is a real factor there. <laughs> what is this radio thing you speak of? Yeah, we had a guy call in the. The other night um sounded fairly young maybe in his 
early to mid 20s and he was telling us a story about some corrupt cops and he said i think he said the s word on the air and was like hey man sorry we gotta let you go and he, he called back and apologized and acted like he didn't know yeah you know, I believe that. I believe it. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially if you grow up with the internet. That's what I'm saying. Then you don't think that there's just going to be someone looking over your shoulder censoring you for naughty words. I mean, it's an absurd <laughs> yeah, idea. It is. Yeah, just imagine the, the, the thoughts going through. Why can I say whatever I want to on the internet, but there's this little section of you know communications over here something over the i don't know, I don't know but like for whatever reason you can't cuss over that should we give joe bob another chance uh, it's your show bro all right i'm gonna give him another chance all i right. think this is him calling back in joe bob you got another chance here but don't make me regret it you can't say bad words hey, on hey, the radio i do apologize for that you know sometimes that freedom of speech does get out of hand you know <laughs> <laughs> all right what hey, you got man well, what, what are you gonna try to say so i will say this though you started that first remember that huh Earlier, when I talked to you, and you say, hey, what's up, Joe Bob? I said, yeah, you said that naughty word, too. Oh, did I say something like that while I was screening yeah, your call? You I don't remember that. that. I accidentally, hey, you can't say that on radio, but I accidentally did that. That is my bad, you know? All right, man. What what were you calling about, Joe Bob? Oh, I, well, we got to take our freedom back, you know, because this is the United States of America. This ain't China. This ain't Russia. Where did our freedoms go? Are you still there? Right here, man. Oh man, I'm I'm glad you're right here. How are you going to take the How are you going to take the freedoms back? We take it back one vote at a time, Mister. That never one worked. Vote at a time. Vote, voting never worked to uh to restore freedom. If it did, then we'd have so, it back. Well, you know what's going to happen then. Hmm. What's, what's that? happening over yonder, over there by Russia, Ukraine? <laughs> That's what America might happen too. So, yeah, there's a good chance know, of that. You better keep your power drive there, young man. But, brother, I mean, look, if you think you're going to vote your way out of tyranny, I mean, I think you're mistaken. No. United we stand. This is America, buddy. You forget that. Hey, were you, uh, did you watch the trucker convoy go through New Mexico? You're yeah. talking about truckers? Shoot, I like them truckers. They're, they're, they're American made. You know, if you can't get from point A to point B, how are you going to get there? <laughs> that is a good question indeed without the truckers we are up s creek without a paddle you cannot get anything uh that you are used to you know everything you look around you pretty much everything you see somebody brought that on a truck to a store that, or that's to your home. Right. I don't care how much money you got there are people there working making this happen it's called america that's why we bring all our guns back over here so do you think Joe Bob's a real uh, person or a character? I don't know. It's to tell. I love it. I love it. Great call. Thanks for the uh, the call tonight. You used the word yonder. <laughs> I, I used the word yonder. Over yonder. Like, because I spent time in northern in South, Florida, yeah. also known as southern Alabama, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, y'all fixing to yonder, right? these are, are staples that even though I don't still have the accent that I did pick up while I was down there. Um, they, it does. I was talking to somebody on the phone. It was a business call. And I was saying something about, you know, well, I don't know what y'all are doing. Right. But, yeah, you know, yeah. so like I will use these terms. I will use y'all, uh, especially if I'm in the South. I will, I will use it more often. Uh, then I like y'all. Y'all is an excellent word. It's a good word. I I've mean, never look, used we either yonder. need to start using y'all or start using thee because we need to make a difference between one you and many of you. 
Yeah, I, I no, totally support it, it. It's all y'all. All y'all? Yeah. Is it, are y'all going to the thing later, or are all, all y'all, y'all going? <laughs> but I've never used Yonder. Yonder use is Yonder? great for if you really can't explain, like, a direction. Up where something is. You know, it, over yeah, you, you know it's that way, sort of, and, you know, it's over Yonder, <laughs> or it's down Yonder, I think was the other one. Down, It's down Yonder. You go to, you know, Jones Street, and you hang a right, and it's just down Yonder. <laughs> Could be up yonder, not to be confused with a yonder. Over yonder, over yonder, under yonder, never around never yonder. Under yonder, uh-uh. yeah. no. down yonder, but not under yonder. Six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Robert is in South Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live, Robert. Yes, okay. I just wanted to let you know that uh, in the German Democratic Republic, um, you had to serve in the in the army, navy, or air force. In other words, the armed services. So slavery. Um, otherwise, you'd have. Sorry. So slavery. Do you support that? Do I support slavery? No, I don't. Okay. Good. So anyhow, you had to serve in the Army, in Navy or Air Force, in other words, the armed services. If you didn't, then you had to go to jail. And the the guys who went to jail, I knew some of the ones who went there because they were Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm. And they knew, of course, who were the other Jehovah's Witnesses, and they referred to each other as the Knastbruder, which means the jailbirds. Okay. And And then with regard to the Soviet Union, you had to study first in order to... To, to study for a professional degree, you know, to get in a professional degree program. There, there was no, no chance of getting in there if you didn't, okay? Because I knew one of the t- people who was uh, very high up in the in the cultural ministry, and that's how I found out. I knew the details on that one. And with regard to uh, What does China, that have to do with compulsory military service? Are you just giving us a random fact about the Soviet Union? I'm just Union? giving some, some, some background with regard to the questions that you had raised earlier. I don't remember the asking any questions about the uh, the Soviet Union and... The oh, I mean, under communism. I, I thought under communism, and I'm just telling you what the, what, the way it was in the Soviet Union, and that's kind of, that was you know it's kind of communism in a kind of way. Well, it's really not communism. It's it's I, I would call it institutionalized corruption. But okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you've just described all forms of government ever. Well, okay, that's the way it was there. Then just huh. just for for, the, for that for the sake of that. Okay, here's something I did just learn. I did not realize this earlier tonight that uh, apparently Russia is a. Um, Compulsory military service in Russia. I did uh, not I realize that. Yeah, no, no. Yes, according to uh, at least according to Wikipedia, all male citizens ages twelve or sorry, not twelve, eighteen to twenty-seven. It's a twelve-month draft uh, for all male citizens. Thank you uh, for the call tonight, Robert. The number here is six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. The mandatory term of service was reduced from two years to one year. So uh, there you go. Got to serve, quote unquote, as a slave, and then they'll send you off to die in Ukraine. No thanks. There's more coming up here. 603 283 6160. You can join the show. Bring up what you want on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, number 603-283-6160. You can bring in whatever you want. Coming up, the World Economic Forum. What are they plotting at the moment? I know Captain Kickass wants to discuss that tonight. We'll get into I, it. I don't really want to. I just feel like I have to because, well, it's evil. To keep it's people definitely in, worth talking about. Keep people informed as to what is happening. Yeah. Uh, you can join the show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. It's Ian Peakless Mountaineer and Captain Kickass. And to to that extent, like a lot of topics that we cover here on Free Talk Live, I don't really want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, right. and, and in fact, I would love nothing more 
than to not have these topics and to no longer feel like I need to be on Free Talk Live mm. because all this stuff has gone away and humanity's healed and you know we're oh, all you know, nice. peaceful and loving to each other. Like that would be great. Yeah. You know, even if we could uh, get rid of the state, which would be lovely if that happened in our lifetimes, but uh, even if we could get rid of the idea of the state, like if we could wake up tomorrow and that was all gone, it still wouldn't solve all the problems, right? There's no, still going to be all not. kinds yeah. of conflicts and issues and humans don't get along. But and- at least the largest one, the largest, most heinous organization type to ever plague humanity in all of history, mm-hmm. you know, at least that one could be taken out let's continue with your calls and thoughts uh ben is on the line calling us from arkansas he's listening uh in texarkana there to ktfs go ahead ben uh yeah um i guess i've just got a question for you guys what do you do whenever there's been a fraud on the supreme court of the united states who do you appeal to well, I mean, I consider the uh, courts in the United States to be a fraud uh, just generally. So can you be a little more specific about what you're referring to? Yeah, the, the clerk of the Supreme Court of the United States has withheld a motion from Associate Justice Brett Kavanaugh requesting a recomputation of a filing deadline and also reporting grievances from the clerk and his deputies, which blocked the filing of an appeal of an interjudicial hate crime conspiracy by the Arkansas lower and higher courts that blocks an interfaith Hebrew Native American school of theological research, which I'm planning. Hmm. So you have filed something with the, with the court clerk uh, of the Supreme Court, and you're saying they're just doing nothing with it? Well, yeah, um, I made my filing back in... Um, uh, let's see, June 1st, and um, uh, they ruled that the filing was out of time mm-hmm. because they were going by a petition for review, which the, and I'm, I'm a pauper, in, I filed an informal pauperous mm-hmm. pro se. And that means you don't uh, have enough money to, uh, you know, to make the filing fee. I, right. Well, I had a lawyer, but he turned out to be a crook. So Shocking. Wow. wow. So surprised by that. Yeah. But anyway, um, they told me that it was out of time because the petition for review, which they go by for determining the filing, was late. Mm. However, the the form that I downloaded from the Supreme Court website says that the the um, filing is to be determined by the latest decision by the court that was based on the merits of the case. So let me well, say this never... uh, before you go on. It's very confusing what you're saying to me, and I've got a little bit of, of court experience, but I don't have Supreme Court experience. I am not an attorney. I can't give legal advice. But I will say this. Uh, I just courts want to publicize it. That's all. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, courts do whatever they want to do, in my experience. And if you don't like it, then there's really nothing you can do about it. And as you've said, if you're already at the highest court in the the country, you can't go up any higher than that. I mean, I don't know, maybe you can go to The Hague or something like that, but uh, to my knowledge, you are basically screwed is what it sounds like. Yeah, courts are frustrating because you have to play by their exact rules. They made up the rules. 
They don't have to play by. They made up the rules. And if oh, if you didn't follow this exact, or as you're finding out, you didn't fill out this exact piece of paper. Oh, you didn't file it form, in triplicate. And you didn't put it in by 8:52 p.m. on four days after you in whatever yeah. hoop they're trying to make you jump through. The thing is, is like you get involved in all this minutia and you never get justice because you didn't do it exactly and precisely the way right. they say that you have to do it. So my answer to you to your original question would be exactly what you are doing, which is you know calling a radio show and trying to get some public you know knowledge of it right get get it published that's about all you can do about all you can do i mean it's not going to change anything it's not going to make it so the supreme court all of a sudden cares about the petition or pays attention to their own rules i mean i'm always reminded and i i love to bring this up because it's i just think it's so revealing that in the district court rules now i realize the supreme court of you know the u.s is a little different but in the district court rules of new hampshire rule 1.1 is that the judge can waive the rules at any time in the so-called interests of justice okay so all the rest of the rules don't matter right that rule number one is that they can waive the rules at any time well, in my in my uh, petition which i filed uh, against this action i cited specifically that the clerk of the court told me that my only alternative was to file a motion directing the clerk to file a petition out of time. However, that's contradicted in the rules of, of the Supreme Court, and there's no rule that justifies that. So it's only a, a means of getting me to admit that I filed out of time, which mm-hmm. protest, I did not file out of time. Yeah, they are slimy, so dishonest scum. Well, the, uh, the, form that I, the form that I downloaded from the Supreme Court website states that that you have to uh, file your petition based on a petition for review by the highest court that reviewed the case on its merits. It never was reviewed on the merits. So, so the, uh, uh, what, what the kind Arkansas of, uh... higher courts all rubber stamped the decision by the lower court that was based on 11 recusable counts. I asked for a motion. Yeah, it's, uh, just, you know, it's getting too off into the weeds for me, and uh, I, I apologize, Ben, but I, I, it, you know, once, yeah, once what, I hear too much legal talk, it just turns into mumbo-jumbo to so me. So what, what kind of an organization were you trying to make here? Um, I'm a retiring missionary. I was 35 years on the mission field, uh, mostly in the Middle East and among Native Americans, and I wanted to start a Hebrew Native American um School of Theological Research, uh, based upon some of the things I've discovered over the years. And what? And whose approval are you asking for this? Well, initially, I was trying to get um, just uh, permission to open to widen the right of way of a public road, which has never been vacated. Good Lord! But the county, the county judge, her name is Kathy Harden Harrison, uh, who had jurisdiction in this matter, acted in the face of her jurisdiction. So I had to go. The, uh, I was. So I was why? Are, why? So why are you putting the school there? I mean, like, if you want to form this thing, I mean, fi- find a different place to form it. I mean, if if, if you can't find a physical location my, to form it, then just keep it on the internet, where it's really hard for them to get a specific jurisdiction my, over uh, over an, an area. It's my great grandfather's presidential patent, and they've stolen my timber. They've stolen my land. They've smashed my sweat yep, lodge. That's what, what they, they do. do. Ben, I, I I appreciate your call tonight. I'm Feel sorry that we don't have anything uh, else for you. I mean, these people are criminals, and you've learned this the hard way, unfortunately. You've learned that there's no justice. You've learned that uh, they will not help hold each other accountable. It's them versus the rest of us, and they make the rules. And stop dancing in their system. They're just pulling strings, making you dance like a monkey. Stop it. And it's not going to make any difference. You can dance all you want. They don't care.
Uh, thank you, Ben. Good luck. Uh, I wish you the best. I wish there was more that we could say. But this system needs to end. It ne- just needs to stop. Peacefully, of course. More coming up. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th Annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Fork Fest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. Fork Fest takes place the week after Pork Fest, but Fork Fest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest forum. You can find links to those at forkfest.party. We hope to see you there. Forkfest.party. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. The number is 603-283-6160. Coming up, we'll talk about the World Economic Forum, what they're up to, what skullduggery. Uh, but with you in the studio here tonight on this live Saturday show, it's Ian. Speakless Mountaineer. And the captain. Hey, uh, fun fact. Yes, captain, I like fun facts. Captain's fun fact of the day. Mm-hmm. Did you know, like, we give cops sort of a bad rap here, right? We accuse them of all sorts I don't of things. I think it's us that gives them a bad <laughs> well, rap. Okay, cops themselves. get a bad rap and we just tell you about it. But, uh, like, every now and again, you have to point out the positive, right? Did yeah, you sure. know that 60% of cops do not beat their wives? That is very positive. Like, I mean, yeah. That's, that's a or very they positive. don't get caught. It's never reported. Uh, 60% of cops are never reported to have beaten their wives. Reported. be a more accurate way of saying that. So that's fun fact of the day. All right. So we go back to your phone calls and thoughts. true. I want to give that a fun fact. Fun factor of uh, probably 8 out of 10. That's pretty fun. Mm, I, I had fun was, with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Dan. He's in New Jersey. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, the question of the night is, if you had to join a gang and it was between the Flat Earthers or the Trust the Science people, Gun to your head. What do you do? Oh, man, this is brutal. I pull the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's easy. That's easy for me. Uh, I'd go flat earther all the way. Why? Uh, so flat earthers in general, like they have gotten so used to questioning everything mm-hmm. that when it came to flat earth, like it was just their knee jerk instinct. And I kind of like that. Mm. Like I would rather someone who questions too much than someone who questions not enough. Who just trusts whatever everybody else tells them is the science. Rather right. Than the question. Ah, okay. That's persuasive. I'm going to go with you on that one. Peakless. Good point. Uh, Dan, what about you? Well, the, the the one gang I would think is the stupidest gang would be the thin blue line people that go to protest. And I'm thinking to myself, who do you think the people are going to stop this protest, you know? Indeed. Dan, thanks for the call tonight, man. I appreciate the question. Uh, we continue here. Sarah in New Mexico, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes. I, I just want to mention that, you know, my network uh, company are... It used to go all the way to Russia. It's opened up to like 35 countries, and we still have um, 
Russian-speaking uh, representatives that take orders, and it would actually go to, but we had customers signed up in Russia. Well, you know, now after this war and all the sanctions, like we're talking about all the businesses are going to suffer, and we're going to suffer, you know? So I think that's going to be the end of it. Aren't you a as communist? Well- yes. Does that mean that you are advocating for the workers to seize control of your network marketing company? Well, I mean, I'm just concerned. Wait, wait, I kind of understand that, but my whole point was that remember, we had the that. market open. We had we had trade with Russia. We had more business. Now, my our business is going to suffer because don't that you think the business be would be better up. if the workers violently seized control of the means of production? Well, the thing about it is that with this marketing, you, you, the worker, the builder, you, the more customers you have under you, the more no, no, you wait, get wait, rewarded is, that way. Is Sarah actually saying that that whatever business she's referring to, or networking company, yeah, network that, marketing, that, yeah, that that it would actually do better under a free market? She's not answering the question. She's just rambling well, about the way a network marketing company works. I'm asking you, Sarah. Don't you, as a communist? Believe right. that you should seize the means of production. I'm not talking about being a uh, independent executive or an independent marketer or representative or whatever they call uh, their little terminology for their persons who sign up for their service. I'm talking about seizing the actual factory, seizing the corporate headquarters. Shouldn't you be advocating for that rather than just going along to get along? Well, thing is, it's it's a difference between what I want. And the system that we got now. Right now, we got somewhat of a socialist system that you you call about. Why aren't you trying to rile up the workers and get them to join you in a uh, takeover? Or out there taking over it yourself. Well, yeah, but you got to have people, right? So. Well, the thing about it is that the reality right now is that I I would support a completely like state owned. That'll be perfectly fine with me. But right now, I have to willing to accept the socialist system with a mixed economy. So you we would like to the put, state to, just to clarify, you would like the state to take over, to nationalize your network marketing company? Well, that would be okay with me. That's Why? Fine. Do you think it would work better? Um, well, um... Do you think no, it would be no, better? I Hold on. I, I, I've got a more specific question. Do you think the network marketing company would work better if the state took over and got rid of all of the incentives? Meaning that since it's, you know, communism is from each according to his ability to each according to their need. Therefore, you don't need to right. get a diamond level distributorship. You don't need to you don't need to have a silver level or a gold level. You don't need to have the uh, the, the trip to the uh, the Bahamas. You, you don't need the you know the airplane. Uh, you don't need any of these things. You don't you need just the need... downline to be better than right, everybody else. Right. So I'm else's. saying you don't need yeah. the percentages. You don't need any of that, right? Shouldn't there? Shouldn't the state just wipe all of that away? Well, I think that would work fine if really? it was a communist. I I think that would work fine. Yeah. I mean, I, why I would do you think the company that. has that then? I mean, if if you think that it would work fine, that people would just distribute things for no compensation, uh, and that there was no levels or anything like that, why do you think the company set that up? The thing is, we live in a capitalist system. I don't have a choice in the matter. No, that didn't answer my question. Like, surely the company has a choice as to whether or not to offer these incentives. Correct. So why did they set them up? If you want to be just a customer, if you're in Russia and you like... You can't even understand the question, can you? 
Well, the thing is, you could be a customer, or you no, could be you a boss. You didn't even understand the question. You. You're not. You're not. And you're not answering the question. I'm not asking you to tell me about whether or not you can be a customer or a distributor. I understand how network marketing works. And I'm asking you, why did the company choose to have a downline system? Why did they choose to have compensation uh, levels of different percentages? Oh, because we live in a capitalist society? No, that's not why. I mean, that's, that's my why. opinion. Okay. But that's not a, it's not a responsive uh, answer to the question. The, the irony here is that the capitalist system is the one that gives you the most choice. The reason why they did that, Sarah, and thank you for the call tonight, is because they understand incentives. And I'm not even a huge fan of network marketing or anything yeah. like that. I, I did my time, so I know how it, I know how it works. Um, but they understand that people respond to incentives. And that is true. Whether you're a communist or not, whether you want to acknowledge that or not, you're responding to incentives every day when you choose to do the things that you do for whatever reasons you choose them. Mm-hmm. And so creating incentives that are motivating to people, you want to get people to go out and sell your product, you have to give a better package than the next guy. You have to have a better product than the next guy. You have to have all kinds of different things in place to make somebody say, yeah, I think I'll spend my time representing your product or your service. And so they they have to incentivize that because there's another zillion other companies out there that probably sell the lotions and the potions that you sell too, Sarah. And I know you say you don't sell them and you're just a customer and blah, blah, blah. And uh, to just correct, Sarah, we do not live in a capitalist society. We live in a, uh, a state-based, mm, I don't corporatist. even know. Cor- corporatist. Corporatism. Yeah, corporatism is the correct terminology there. So uh, a free market is the system that I advocate for. This is a good old boy system is what it is. Yeah, we do not have that here. Thank you for the call tonight, Sarah. Appreciate it. Uh, the number 603-283-6160 is the number here. Although I am you know, glad that she's out there trying to sell something and she's trying to you know, make a, make a buck or whatever. So good for you. Yeah, Sarah. I mean, per- it's weird that somebody advocates for you know, communism and yet participates in the free market. Right. Well, I mean, she's got to feed herself, oh, right? Okay. Well, it turns out you can't feed yourself as a country or as an individual without participating in something that is in some way similar to a free market. I think I've asked her before, but she also wouldn't answer. But, like, why is she not in a commune right now? That's another good like question. The society in the United States does allow for people to just go join a commune if they, or form one. They don't have one to join. Yeah, I've asked her why she doesn't move to other more communist countries, and she says she wants to make this place better. But that she could absolutely form a commune and or find a nearby one. Presumably. And that is one way to learn that they don't work. Presuming they all haven't failed miserably. And, you know, Not of, all of them. A lot yeah. of them do. Some of them have stuck around. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. I say shout out. Shamwow? Shamwow! <laughs> uh, it's actually a Michael Jacksonism, but I'm not sure he originated it, right? Mm, Shamwow! Yeah, right? Yeah. You know, it might have been like a. Oh, I don't know. Maybe he handed it down from his dad or something like that. Uh, no, I'm thinking of like uh, James Brown. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? yeah. He's always got that. 
You can join us, by the way, with you tonight on this uh, in the studio. It's Ian. Beakless Mountaineer. And the captain. This is Free Talk Live. The number is 603-283-6160. We're going to go back into your phone calls and thoughts. Uh, 603-283-6160. By the way, coming up in about four months from now, ForkFest, the sixth annual ForkFest wow. is happening. And I didn't get to go last year because, sadly, I was I went. forced to stay at home by the federal government. Gang. I went. Cocktails with Kick-Ass ran. It's the second year in a row. Really? Yeah. And so you're going to do it this year? Uh, Well, I hope so. All right. I, I don't know if it'll be that exact thing, but maybe. We are planning to attend, by the way. Uh, Free Talk yeah. Live will be broadcasting from Fork Fest. It's the sixth annual, and you can attend this as well. There are no tickets to Fork Fest. You just need to register your campsite, your RV site, or your motel room with Rogers Campground. That's the location. Beautiful location. If you've never been to Rogers, you're going to love it. Uh, you're in the White Mountains of New Hampshire. The view is spectacular. And it's the week before Independence Day, which I love. Yeah, it actually wraps up on the Independence Day weekend. Yeah. Uh, and it wraps up with, and it's just, we don't do this. The hotel or the uh, the campground does an incredible fireworks show. They've been doing it for something like 44 years. I think this might be year 44 or 45 uh, it's, it's an amazing show. It's been the same guy who's done it the entire time. Like he started in his twenties, early twenties, and now he's in his sixties. Wow, just, I, I I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, I did an interview with him uh, a couple of years ago. I do remember that, and it was pretty interesting. Uh, so you don't want to miss this if you love freedom and you want to come up and check out New Hampshire and hang out for a week with uh, freedom-loving folks, or if you can't stay for the whole week, just come up for the weekend, uh, head over to Rogers Campground's website. You can go to actually forkfest.party, and there's links to everything you need there. It's the unofficial website. It's June 27th through July 3rd, so mark your calendar now. And actually, better than just mark your calendar, get in touch with Rogers, lock in that campsite, lock in that RV site or motel room, and plan to attend ForkFest. It's the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is a much larger festival that was a sellout last year and appears to be on track to sell out this year. So if you want to do both festivals, you better get your Pork Fest ticket like ASAP. Yeah. Because uh, they are close to sellout. Uh, I don't know if they're going to even make it to like the beginning of March or the first weekend of March as far as ticket sales. Yeah, supposedly the camping sites are sold so out. Already yeah. sold out, yeah. And you probably can find somebody to share a site with you at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, but you should and you I know, heard, talk to people. I heard tales somebody was trying to put up some sort of you know, like secondary kind of thing, or like know, on another campground or something. No, no, no. Uh, like on the same camp, but uh, like a website you can go to, or a Telegram oh. group, or something. Where like, if you needed lodging and somebody had something to share, you right. know, like you could network with other people to That's figure cool that thing. out. But I, I haven't seen it. I just somebody said that that was forthcoming. So check out the Porcupine Freedom Festival and then Fork Fest again, June twenty seventh through July third, and then the Porcupine Freedom uh, Festival is the week before that. We're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts. Olivia is on the line in Arizona. Olivia, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, oh Ian, I wanted to ask you real quick. Um, yesterday you had read a really interesting article at the end of the day, and I think you said you were going to link it on uh, Lro. LRN.com, but I don't know. No, no. Uh, we have a social media site, social.freetalklive.com is oh. where you can go. Okay, Although yeah, the two address should take you there, but it won't take you to the Free Talk Live profile. That will take you to the LRN profile, which is different. Okay. Because it hasn't been updated in a while, and I was like, oh, I really wanted to read that. Um, yeah. So my question tonight kind of relates to last night's question with regards to inflation. Um, if the government can print as much money as they want, and they, they usually do, 
How come we still have to pay taxes? <laughs> Great question. Short answer, uh-huh. because but, they'll shoot you. <laughs> Longer answer is because for them, it's about obedience. They really love obedience they really want people to do what they're told and taxes and you're making a great point they don't need to do this they can just print 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 and then that's how they can fund everything and that ultimately is a hidden tax because the when they print more money out that is inflation and it means that prices go up and so they can pay all their bills with inflation if they want to and then just debase the currency and we know they do that anyway Mm -hmm. because we know the taxes don't actually collect enough in order to make up, you know, what they spend. Yeah. The amount that they collect in taxes is barely enough to make the interest payment on all of the money they've borrowed. That's if a great they point. Make that at all. Yeah, it, it definitely punctures the myth that it is your tax dollars that run the government. Yeah. Uh, now, that that might have some degree of truth in other countries, but certainly in the country that has the uh, world's reserve currency and they can absolutely print as much as they want without any real backlash, uh, they don't need your tax dollars, but they do like to tax you as a form of control. Yes. It forces you to fill out paperwork work that you don't want to fill out uh, forces yeah. you to offer your labor for free to the government which is a nice part of their submission and very importantly they will give you discounts for doing this discounts for doing that mm. which directs the behavior of their population they can turn it political basically right well uh it, political or just uh you know if, uh, if they want more marriages then they'll mm-hmm. offer a discount for being marriage if they or want kids. less marriages then they'll yeah. offer a penalty for uh for filing it married you know things like that. Yeah, if they want, uh, if they want you to have kids, then they'll uh, they'll offer a greater or lesser Ooh. discount for having children. I wonder if they if they really wanted you know everybody to get vaccinated, they should have been like, if you get the vaccine, you don't have to pay taxes this year. <laughs> well, it probably would have helped them because I've heard the IRS is like way behind. There's a huge backlog apparently. Good. Uh, Did you know that. that the IRS and and this is for the caller too, Olivia. Uh, the IRS actually knows how much you owe them every year. Hmm, they just really? won't tell you. Mm-hmm. They just want you to figure it out. Like they could very easily just automate. I mean, first of all, I've been thinking about this. I'm glad that we're talking about this now tonight because everybody talks about taxation as theft, or more accurately, it's extortion. extortion. Uh, and then people talk about you pay tax. No, you don't pay taxes. Uh, they take taxes. But a better way to say that is they extract taxes from you. Sure, they extract Using their corporate them. buddies. Yes. They are extracted from you. but So anyway, uh, the IRS, they, they know exactly how much you owe. Mm. Uh, and Quote, unquote, they could, owe. Y- yeah, quote, unquote. They, they know how much they're going to extract from yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, they just want to make you jump through the hoops. Right, because to owe something suggests that you have entered into an agreement. Right. Right, like you have an obligation? <laughs> really, how was that obligation created upon you to pay these taxes? Is it because some strangers in a room somewhere wrote some stuff down? I'm sorry, that my understanding of contract law is that that doesn't apply. Yeah, right? I can't owe you something if I didn't get anything from you. Yep. Right, or if we didn't have any kind of an agreement whatsoever. Right. Uh, and there is no agreement. It's just they say you do it or you go to a prison cell. I mean, that's it. And they, they really get off on telling people what to do. It's just a government person thing. And it's not just the IRS. It's like every government goon at every level gets off on this stuff. So does that answer your question? I think it's the only explanation that makes sense. The reason I, I thought of this is my friend finally got a decent paying job, and then they saw the taxes they were taking out, and it was right? just terrific. 
Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's the bothersome part too, right? When when that happens, like imagine you just get out of you know high school or college, whatever, and you get your first job, and you're like, oh sweet, I'm going to make this amount of money, and then you get that first paycheck, and you're like, wait a minute, and then you see they right in front of your face, they're just like, this is how much we took from you, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you don't get this much because we say so. And then they go and use it on dropping bombs on people and imprisoning peaceful people like Ross Ulbricht. Olivia, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Let's talk to Pedreg, listening in New Mexico. Pedreg, you're on Free Talk Live. I'm a property owner in New Mexico. Mm. I'm a farmer. And I can see what Olivia is talking about. The the government here in the state of New Mexico, the IRS, none of those people have have picked one weed, planted one seed on my property. Or help me fix fences. Nope. They haven't done anything for me. Nothing. But they want me to pay for their retirement and their pensions. I've never seen them. Uh, th- I, I suppose this is for Michelle Lujan Grisham, was, who's running for re-election. I'd like to see her ousted out by the people of the great state of New Mexico. It's not like she. It's not like even if that happens, you're talking about the governess there. I think uh, in New Mexico, even if that happens, she'd just be replaced by another scumbag. So I mean, you know, they're not going to get rid of property taxes. Yeah, but I'd like to be the scumbag that's elected in. <laughs> oh, you want to? That's right. You're running for governor. That's right. You told be us careful that. what you wish for, Padraig. Be careful what you wish for, my friend. Oh, uh, you know what? I'd I'd hire you guys for advisors. Just to see how we can make it a better <laughs> free talk live advisory board. <laughs> Just shut it all down. Thanks, Padraig, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Well, I'd be happy to advise you on which order to shut everything down in. There you go. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. I've got a whole hour to go here on the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. You can join us at the World Economic Forum oh, yeah. on the way. Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, the number one most rated radio show in existence, at least in the United States. You know, take the word most out of there. You know, say Free Talk Live, the number one rated talk show host <laughs> on the airway. <laughs> in the studio tonight, it's Ian, Peoples Mountaineer, and the Reverend Captain Kickass. <laughs> Or the irreverent, depending on my mood. We're going to claim that to be true until someone can prove it otherwise, because we don't know of any more rated shows than Free Talk I Live. I believe Free Talk Live has been the most rated of all syndicated talk radio. Of all talk radio, perhaps. In perhaps even of States. all talk radio, period. I, I believe it. I believe Free it. Free Talk Live, the number one rated radio station of all time. And we're still here, which is the really impressive That's right. part. That's right. All right, so uh, it's hour three. It's the live Saturday show. The number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. We're going to go back to your phone calls, Captain. You want to talk about World Economic Forum nonsense on the way here? But first, we've got uh, Richard in New Mexico. Richard, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, last night on our local TV station, they had a news segment on the Ukraine war. And they claimed that there was close to 1,000 Soviet casualties and only 194 Ukrainian deaths and 368 injuries. 
which I seem kind of far-fetched that the ratio should be that high because I'm a combat veteran from Vietnam, and we used to up the body count of North Vietnamese that we supposedly killed. So I find this count a little dubious for my own personal experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no doubt that uh, you cannot trust a single thing that any of these militaries or any of these you know, mainstream medias are saying about this conflict. That said, if there actually were a shooting war going on, which I have not yet seen any evidence of that, uh, but if there actually was something like that going on, we would. Uh, it probably would be true that the Russians would lose more than the Ukrainians simply because the Ukrainians are defending, you know, a territory, and it's a lot harder to, uh, you know, to to be the aggressor in those situations. And a, a, a quick note: I know this might sound a little nitpicky, but there are zero Soviet casualties. <laughs> just just pointing that out real quick. There might be Russian casualties, I don't know, but there are zero Soviet casualties. Because that is a much different and much bigger problem. Richard, anything else you want to share from your experience? Well, no. On your uh, call in about a half hour ago, you were talking about the uh, incentives and with the COVID virus stuff. And last June 13th here in New Mexico, they announced that for the next four days, people that got their COVID virus shot would get a $100 payback from the state. So I signed up for it, and on June 17th, it was the last day, supposedly the last day of this incentive, I got my shot, and it's a good thing I'm not holding my breath, because I still haven't got my $100 incentive. <laughs> Sorry to hear that, but I'm not surprised. They, they said they were going to give you back some of the money they stole from you and then they didn't. didn't do it thanks for the call richard appreciate it and man imagine selling your bodily autonomy for a hundred bucks why are they casualties why aren't they like formal tees? <laughs> good question let's go to major Payne. maybe he's got an answer major you're on free talk live listening in michigan oh yeah tickle me elmo and big bird are standing on the corner giving out doobies and beers if you get a shot too. where Don't you know ain't you been to sesame street no, I haven't watched that show in a long time, but I did see that uh, that Big Bird was pimping the vaccine last year on uh, on his Twitter account. Yeah, they brought they bought Tickle Me Elmo into it too. I called you guys in with a whole big reverb on it. Oh I yeah, they've been the they've been pushing this thing on kids huge ever since the quote unquote emergency uh, approval. You would think that Big Bird would only be involved with like the bird flu. <laughs> That's coming hey, back. I heard. You, don't you remember when I called in? I was like. I, Big Bird. You call every night. <laughs> well, I know, but this was a good one. Sometimes, <laughs> several times a night. Let, yeah, let but us, they're all us, terrible. This one was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, most of them are good. You know, I'm entertaining. Come on, quit talking to me. All right, what else you got tonight, Major? <laughs> um, well, I'm thinking about Germany, and they're finally deciding to send in Stinger missiles. And I'm sitting here in my own mind, listening to the German Parliament. Well. We have these munitions, and if we don't stop them here, we will have to fight, or if we don't stop them there, we will have to fight them here. So 
By the huh, time sounds familiar. they might get here, we should probably be able to recompense our munitions and fill our reserves. So, should we not release these munitions? I votes the council. Bang. It seems like I've been in courts. I'm I'm an old soul, dude. I I, I it seems like I've been here before. It, Sounded familiar, it, huh? So yeah, you're saying just yeah. to be clear, they're not launching the missiles. They're sending them in on trucks to Ukraine, so in yeah, to the government yep, gang. Yep. Okay. And uh, the latest reverb I've got is that the Russians are trying to cut off the seaports, so whatever we might be able to send in, shy of airlifts, is going to be negative. Well, supposedly there was an image yesterday that uh, NATO trucks are coming in with so quote unquote supplies as well. Which... Supplies. So... <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Major, thanks for the call tonight. And uh, the number oh, here. And I figured out why they call them casualties. Oh, it's when the formalities cease that the casualties begin. Oh, six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. That's six zero three two eight three six one six zero. What's the World Economic Forum well, have to say? I, I, I'll tell you in a minute. Because, we own you. Because you I wanted, will be happy owning nothing because of our brain chips. I just, I just wanted to, I don't know, point out some political gibberish first before we get to the sure. economic forum. This is, uh, I have. Is this the quote of the day? Is this, this is the, the quote of the day. Politician yeah, yeah. quote this of the is, day? Um, so, reporter, will sanctions deter Putin? Kamala Harris replied. Hmm. Supposedly, this is an actual quote. Within the context, then, of the fact that window is still opening, although open, although it is absolutely narrowing, but within the context of a diplomatic path still being open. Yeah, that's not an answer. Or a sentence. No. <laughs> there's, there's nothing correct. This is, that's Kamala Harris and not Joe Biden. <laughs> I, who's taking lessons from whom? Yeah. You know? Wow. Like, that is death-defying word salad. Uh, well, if, at if least we know it. it's going to be a smooth transition when she takes power. <sighs> yeah. That's brutal. So, yeah. Actual quote? Wow. Supposedly. I, All right. I cannot confirm nor deny. Uh, Amazing. The, the World Economic Forum pushes, this is from February 22nd, uh, this is off reclaimthenet.org. World Economic Forum pushes digital ID system that will determine access to services. The digital ID system proposes monitoring online behavior, purchases, biometrics, and more. Oh, boy. I know. It's, I, it, it, this sounds like a Ginsu. But wait, commercial. there's more. Yeah, but wait, there's more. The World Economic Forum, an international organization that works to shape global regional industry agendas, recently published its latest dystopian proposal, a far-reaching digital ID system that will collect as much data as possible on individuals and then use this data to determine their level of access to various services. This digital ID proposal is outlined in a report titled Advancing Digital Agency, the Power of Data Intermediaries, and builds upon a digital ID framework that the World Economic Forum has published previously. By the way, speaking of the digital ID, I don't know if you guys saw the headlines that there's apparently one in the United States now, and something like 20 states, including some of the red states, have signed on for this uh, vaccine passport. It's like a health pass kind of thing. So they're working Are they calling that. it a green pass like they are in so many other countries? No, I don't think so. It, I think, was it Utah or Idaho? One of those two states was the first one to sign on to mm. this thing. Mm. Yeah, so they're working on that. Well, so, so, lots of things that the FCC will not allow me to say is what, what I have to say about that. So there's more to say oh, about yeah. this. Yeah, we're going to get into it coming up here. Uh, more from the, uh, the evil 
World Economic Forum. Uh, you can share your thoughts on them as well. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. When uh, mega corporate heads and mega politicians get together, it isn't going to be good for freedom or good for you. It's Free Talk Live. The phones are open here. You can join the program by dialing in at 603-283-6160. You can talk about whatever you want. Uh, tonight it's Ian Peekles Mountaineer and Captain Kickass in the studio. My also, God, I really am. Here you are. Wow. The number, by the way, again, 603-283-6160. And thank you to Andrew Loy, who is a Free Talk Live supporter via the AMP program or AMPS program, A-M-P-S. It stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. It's a way for you to get behind what we do here and help us continue uh, free talk live into the future and get on more radio stations we've got over 190 great stations that air this show throughout the week thank you to all of those wonderful uh, program Indeed. directors and listeners and advertisers out there on those stations that help make that possible but we could be on 300 250 400 i mean it is possible it just takes time it takes money and so that's what the point of the amps program is is to help us get the ideas of liberty out there and andrew by the way is a gold level amps uh supporter and that means he's doing at least 10 bucks a month so thank you andrew for that go to amps.freetalklive.com you can get signed up there uh, on our patreon that's amps amps.freetalklive.com captain you wanted to continue with the world economic forum this is a group of high level corporate ceo types government bureaucrat types politician types who get together and plot against everybody else basically yes that's exactly what they do. And they publicly talk about their ideas as though they're, you know, these wonderful concepts that we, the far more well, elite than you. Well, they're not one of those, you know, stodgy old, you know, old boys clubs like the the builder group uh, group where you got to get invited to their forum to talk. No, they're open to anyone, anyone at all, as long as you can pay like $600,000 for a ticket. But I mean, you know, anyone. <laughs> Is that true about them? I yes. didn't know that. Yes, uh, anywhere between anybody like, should be able to afford that. Yeah, uh, well, anywhere between uh, thirty thousand and six hundred thousand is uh, is what uh, those wow. tickets go for. So you know, just anyone can mm. can can go to the World Economic Forum. You Wonderful. Know, if if you can afford the ticket and going to to Davos. Davos. Yeah. So, Where the hell is that again? Uh, Sweden, I think. No, Switzerland. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So they've proposed this super dystopian. Uh, it's basically everything you've ever feared about some sort of digital ID thing. Yeah, well, they've been talking about these things. Yeah, and they, they've they've written it all down now, and now it's a proposal. Uh, under this framework, the WEF proposes collecting data from many aspects of everyday lives throughout their devices, telecommunication networks, and third-party service providers. The WEF suggests that this data collection dragnet would allow a digital ID to scoop up data on people's online behavior, purchase history, network usage, credit history, biometrics, names, national identity numbers, medical history, travel history, social accounts. None of which would ever be used accounts, to oppress anyone. Bank mm-hmm. accounts, not. energy usage, health stats, education, and more. Now how much would you pay? <laughs> Ask the Chinese government. Will, I think they've already got that. We will only use this information for your benefit. Yeah, sure. And we might decide that you not eating is for your own good. <laughs> Once the digital ID has access to this huge, highly personal data set, 
The WEF proposes using it to decide whether users are allowed to own and use devices, quote-unquote. Oh, wow. Open bank accounts, quote-unquote. Carry out online financial transactions. Conduct business transactions. Access insurance. Treatment. Book trips. Go through border control between countries or regions. Are you a human being or not? The WEF will decide. Access third-party services that rely on social media logins. File taxes. Vote. Collect benefits. And more. Or they can decide to deny you all of those things under this system. Now how much would you pay? $19.95? Nine ninety nine ninety nine. Nineteen eighty four. But wait, there's more. In this advancing digital agency, the Power of Data Intermediaries report, the WEF positions this digital ID framework as part of the solution to a trust in a trust gap in data sharing. I don't know what a trust gap in data sharing. It means that like not everybody shares all of the data. Some people hoard data to keep it for themselves and uh. don't want to share it with. Well, the World Economic Forum, of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> or any other, you know, I don't know if I'm a telco, I want to keep my customer's data private yeah. and or sell it. it to who you want to sell it to. Okay, sure. Yeah. But like, I certainly don't want to just give access to right. everybody, right? If I'm that type of a company, at least that's the way things are now. Mm. So uh, they note that vaccine passports, which were mandated across the world during the COVID-19 pandemic, do, by nature, serve as a form of digital identity. Yeah. That's the camel's nose under the the tent here in this case. It's Uh, a proof of concept. The door was open. They stuck their foot in it. And they ain't taking their foot out. Look at at all these people that we were able to convince relatively easily to sign up for some sort of a national ID. Download an app. It's easy. It's on your phone. Mm Mm-hmm. In some cases, the phones automatically uh, pushed you into it. I remember there was a guy that we know that got an alert on his phone yeah. uh, when he was actually near the Massachusetts border from some sort of program that Google was running in the background without his knowledge, uh, letting him know. So it wasn't the same thing as a vaccine passport, yeah. but it was like software that's on your device you didn't even know existed. You did not opt right. into, but they put it there, and it was all about keeping well, you safe. Speaking of didn't opt into, the World Economic Forum also praises the way vaccine passports have allowed governments to harvest data from their populations without notice and consent. Mm. Quote, at a collective level, vaccine data is an incredible public health asset. The UK, in particular, has acknowledged this and has suggested that anonymization, pseudonymization, and data shielding techniques could be harnessed and controlled in an environment to allow for the reuse of that highly sensitive data. In such cases, notice and consent is not required, per se, for the reuse of the data, but the intermediary processes the data undergoes must be done in a controlled environment, blah, 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 blah. Additionally, the WEF provides a specific example of how digital IDs could be used to authenticate a user by using fingerprints, a password, or identity verification technology, and decide whether they should be granted access to a bank loan by judging their profile, which may include biometrics, did you name, see the national identity. The, did you see the video of the banking chief guy in Canada talking about how the banking system is going to roll out some sort of um, national ID, some kind of digital ID passport. Did you guys see that video? Wait, who it sounds is? like they've been hanging out with the WEF. He's like the, uh, the he's not a government 
uh, bureaucrat per se. He's like the head of the banking association, basically. Mm. So the the rep, the industry representative, if you will. There's a whole video that came out last week where he just gushes about how oh well, we're the we're trusted banks, and there's no one better than the banks of Canada to create a digital ID for the people of Canada, and we're going to do this. And it's like this That's real horrific. big puff piece, exactly what this is talking about. Well, and along those lines, the World Economic Forum goes on to suggest that digital IDs will allow for the selection of preference and the making of certain choices in advance and ultimately pave the way for automated decision-making where a trusted digital assistant automates permissions for people and effectively manages their data across different services to overcome the limitations of notice and consent. Wow. To overcome the limitations of notice and consent. And just basically saying that an automated system will make all of the decisions about what you can and cannot do based on social credit score. We're limited by having to let you know what we're doing, let alone asking you. And we've decided not to be limited by that. And limited by having a human being make a decision. Not that I would support that, but you know, now they're just saying it's going to be a machine that uh, decides all the things that you get to do or don't do. Congratulations. More coming up. Talk live. Phones open if you want to join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. Talking about the latest revealed plans of the World Economic Forum planning to uh, push this idea of the digital ID, which of course is more than that. It's going to be tied in with what is essentially, it sounds like a social credit score, being able to determine whether or not you can do things like have banking access, have a job, have uh, ability to travel, and all of, this- all of these things we've talked about here on Free Talk Live previously, and we've told everybody that these are things that are coming, right? Everybody was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for a while, everybody's afraid of the microchip going to be implanted in you, right? Well, th- that, you know, could still happen, but it's going to have all this attached to it, or it'll be an app yeah. on your phone or something else. But the real kicker here is the part where they want to do all of this without informing you or gaining your actual consent. Mm-hmm. That's the real kicker. And I want to read this paragraph again. Yeah, please. It was really good. The World World Economic Forum goes on to suggest that these digital IDs will allow for the selection of preferences and the making of certain choices in advance and ultimately pave the way for automated decision-making where a trusted digital assistant automates permissions for people and effectively manages their data across different services to overcome the limitations of notice and consent. Those are very limiting factors. For Someone them, might say no. Yeah. And it, it mentioned at the very beginning of that paragraph about uh, decision would be, would be made in advance. And that's referring to them deciding for you, for you what you can and can't do. Without telling you or asking your permission. So if, if you don't mind my just like two seconds of tinfoil hatting here for a second. Uh, so remember when we were talking about uh, self-assembling nanoparticles yes. and some of those injections? So if you combine that sort of a concept with the, well, we we just don't want to be limited by your consent or, you know, <laughs> having informing to inform you. you. Right. Uh, yeah. And OK, that is one way to get end up with brain chips. Just saying. And I mean, we we absolutely know for a fact that they're interested in brain chip technologies, that they've figured yeah. out how to make these brain chips so that you can just walk around having an orgasm all day instead of thinking about the fact that you don't own anything. 
So, wow. you know. Sounds like Brave New World. I mean, I struggle to think of any of the, the hardly any of the conspiracy theories that I've heard over the last, say, 20 years that didn't end up coming true. So, yeah, we're going to come back to this. Uh, I want to go to your calls and thoughts. James in Miami, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, James. Oh, hi, Ian. It's me, James from, from Miami, man. Hey, James, hey, what's, this, what's on your mind? I, real quick, man, real quick. The thing is, I know you've been out for quite a while. I'm sorry that I didn't call. I haven't had the time. But I just want to say that I'm glad that you're back on the radio. You weren't missing nobody, you know. But, Thank hey, you. I just want to say something real quick, man. I got real upset because the thing is I don't call because I like to hear the news that you guys put out. But I was so upset. I wanted to call because I got uh, I got upset at this guy that always calls defending the Democrats. Uh, let's not say names. I think you guys know who it is. And he just offended one of you guys here. And that's why I'm upset. And I need to call because I need to. I want to know if you guys know about the crimes of Fauci. Oh, you yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. Jo- so, this guy is absolutely a criminal, a medical criminal. We call him Fashy. We call the, yeah. the injection the Fauci ouchie. Uh, there's yeah, many other things we ridicule him about. I call him Fauci the fraud, you know. But, yeah, the guy's a fraud. But here's the thing. Uh, you heard about those um, black kids that he killed in New York City or something? I feel like I might have heard something about that. What about it? Yeah, the thing is, uh, I went to look it up on Google, but it's, like, really hard. Well, kind of hard. So I had to use the duck, duck, go. Mm-hmm. And something about the NIH was... Because of some black kids that they were poor and they were called HIV something, and because of that was reason enough for him to take them over legally and inject them with whatever garbage it was. So they ended up dying, and there was like a grave that um, they found some graves um, that they were like unmarked or something on some some cemetery I think somewhere up in New York State. Uh, I was hoping that you guys would know about that because if you could know. I would appreciate it if someone could could remind that guy when he calls next time, uh, saying that you guys should not be calling him a mass murderer, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you're referring to Jerome, oh. I think, uh, the gentleman who calls in oh, from okay. South Carolina. And yeah, I see what you're saying. If we could find that, uh, if we could find evidence well, for him that uh, that Fauci has executed young black men, that maybe he would pay attention. But sadly, I don't no, think that would matter. To oh, he just wouldn't believe like, it. Oh, these were little kids. Little kids. Oh, okay, even but worse. <laughs> well, do you guys know about the book that was done by uh, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s, um, you know, him? I do know about that one. It was a, a great tell-all about uh, about Fauci, the, the real Anthony Fauci. So was that mentioned in the book? Hmm? Um, I, I, I don't know. I, oh. Well, I, was, I, I haven't read it. I've just, uh, I've just been hearing uh, a lot about it. And well, apparently, it goes uh, into a lot of detail and has a, a lot of like uh, backing up information on it. But uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't personally read it because uh, I already know what kind of a person that is. But yeah, apparently, he's, he's a bad guy. There's yeah, no doubt about it's, it. It's really good yeah, for like uh, uh, waking right. up people that might be in your life to what kind of a person this. He seems is. like a real dark character. Well, look at the way he looks. Right, you leave the, the kids with that guy. You know what I'm saying? And then, and no, no, is, definitely not. You know, here's right, a kind of a funny aspect of this. How many of you guys have seen yeah. Demolition Man in the 1990s? Oh, I have. Prophetic. VigilantCitizen.com wrote an excellent article recently comparing, yeah. you know, the predictions that Demolition Man made with what's happened today. And, you know, it's amazing what that movie came up with. But they actually also did a side-by-side comparison of Dr. Cocteau, the main, like, villain, the one that wasn't Wesley Snipes, yeah. the, the, the guy that's running everything. Mm-hmm. And Fauci, 
dudes look almost identical, yeah. Yeah. and they're both doctors, and it's crazy. Uh, didn't the Simpsons do it first, though? No, I have no idea. Uh, James, thanks for the call tonight. Right. I do appreciate hearing from you, man. Let's go to Steven. He's in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, um, so I wanted to talk to you about something that I, I got out of jail uh, about a month ago for the last time. I've like been watching all your stuff about the past week or so. Okay. Um, and you say something that I wholeheartedly disagree with hmm. to like the core of my soul. Why? Why? And what that is, is you believe that we should all move to New Hampshire. No, we should and- not all move to New Hampshire. Only libertarian activists who want to win and be free. Only voluntarists, only uh, liberty-loving anarchists. No one else should move to New Hampshire, ever. Okay. Okay, all of us, all of us like-minded people, all of us that have well, a Well, no, brain, I don't think all, all of us should, because I'm realistic. I understand that most people will never do anything to lift a finger for more freedom. Uh, so even if you're like-minded, you know, that's not good enough. You need to be an activist. Uh, you need to be a doer. You need to be somebody who actually wants to uh, to have success, because we're having success here in New Hampshire. So if you want to keep failing, you should stay right where you are. I don't, I don't think I'm failing. I don't think that... The really? Vast majority? No, I don't. I don't think the. I don't think I'm failing. I don't think the vast majority of people. How many liberty activists have been elected in uh, Tennessee in the last um, decade? So, I I technically live in Georgia. How many liberty activists, libertarian, three. voluntarists, anarchists have been elected in Georgia in the last decade? Uh, for what office? State level, uh, state rep or higher? State rep or higher? Uh, three. Really? Who? Um, Angie, um, oh, what's Angie's last name? Um, oh, she has, um, oh, she's Angela, Angela Pence. Angela Pence, Uh um, was the state rep for District 1, which is the very northwest corner. Um, she is now running against Majorie Taylor Greene, um, in a congressional election. Um, and who are the other two? It's okay. You don't have to know guy. who they all are. We've had dozens yeah. elected here in uh, in New Hampshire. In the last okay. two I, years, uh, we've had at least forty plus uh, free staters alone that were elected to state representative seats here in New Hampshire. And, and I'm not I'm not discounting what y'all are doing. How many people come that, to the local libertarian meetups that you have? Um, fifteen, twenty, maybe more. Really? Um, if we that's really that's we, a really unusual number. Well, we have a really unusually busy chapter. Wow, that's actually kind of impressive. Uh, Stand by here. We can continue here in a moment. So Stephen believes that people should not move to New Hampshire, or at least the bulk of them shouldn't. But we'll get I don't want to put words into his mouth, so we'll see who he thinks should move to New Hampshire. He's saying he doesn't want to. That's fine. He can stay right where he is. Uh, There's more coming up here, 603-283-6160. But if you actually want to win, you got to get together with the largest concentration of freedom-loving activists, and there's nowhere else except New Hampshire. This is Free Talk Live. Uh, you can join us here the number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian. Beagles Mountaineer. And the captain. Join us online anytime at freetalklive.com. And yes, we do have our own social media website. It's social.freetalklive.com. It is run by us. We run the server. There's not some big tech corporation that is deciding what you get to post there. You decide for yourself. 
over at social.freetalklive.com. I want to go back to Stephen in Tennessee. He says he's been listening after he got out of jail recently, and he vehemently disagrees that libertarian activists should move to New Hampshire. And I just want to hear why you think that's a bad plan. Go right ahead. So, so I have two issues with with every libertarian activist moving to New Hampshire. And we didn't say every One, libertarian activist because we understand that most of them are never going to move anywhere. We okay, just want the best have, ones. Okay, I have an issue with having a high concentration of activists in one location. Why? What is that two, issue? Two, two issues. One, it doesn't normalize our viewpoints on a national level. Right, like you'll have Why should we state. care about that? We're going to secede. I mean, if your plan is to secede, like that's one thing. But yeah, if your plan is, is to, that's if the your plan. plan is to end coercion and to make humanity, to make the the world a better place for humanity, then I think you're shooting yourself. That's in ridiculous the to believe that you're going to be able to change the world by doing local activism. I think that the best thing you can do to change the world is set an example. So I can't control what goes on in Ukraine. I can't control what goes on in uh, in North Korea. I can't control what goes on in Canada or wherever. But if we can have a free place, a place that is a true shining beacon of liberty, maybe that will influence other people to follow our lead. So I don't give a flip what happens in the rest of the country. I don't care what happens anywhere outside of New Hampshire because we are intending. Uh, and I can't speak for everybody here, right? Like not everybody's in favor of secession, but almost everyone I know is. Uh, is in favor of secession. So, yeah, so your first objection doesn't make any sense to me. But what else? So, okay, let's back up for a second. Does the Free State Project uh, webpage, does the Free State Project intention include secession? No. No, the Free State Project is a movement to encourage libertarian or voluntarist or or liberty-loving activists uh, to migrate to New Hampshire, and then what those people do when they get here is completely up to them. There's no central control. The Free State Project doesn't vote on what you have to do or tell you what to do. Uh, that's that's the end of it. They just encourage people to move. I, I want to hear so, your other problem with it. Like yeah. what's what's your what's your other yeah, critique so on my this other plan? Problem, my other problem. I, I'm aware this might sound petty, but it's the viewpoint that other people are going to form and i think that makes it harder for us to connect with them and to once again win people over what viewpoint okay so i'll put it you this way in in georgia and in tennessee people go oh california is just a bunch of gun hating uh abortion loving homos that love biden like i've heard those things come out of people's mouths okay and when you go to California, they go, oh, Texas, those crazy school-shooting-loving people. What, what have right? they said and, about New Hampshire? Well, what's going to be said about New Hampshire, if, if this continues, is all libertarians want is to have the... LRN.FM. Radio, and you know, he cursed earlier this week, so he should have known better uh, than that. But I think I get what he's saying. I think he's saying that some people who are in New Hampshire are not going to like the fact that libertarians are moving here. And that's true. That is true. That is absolutely true. But here's the... Here's they don't the, like that we're here now. Here's the thing. Those people were never prospects. Those people were never on the list of folks we ever could have persuaded because those are the people who love the state. And we have... 
really piss these people off. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You you can go to the free go to Free State NH on Twitter and scroll down that uh, that Twitter feed, and you will see they link to these people. They link to their posts where they are freaking out about the Free State Project, about the libertarian activists that are here. The the status hate the Free State Project. They hate the liberty activists that are here. And you know why? Because we're making an impact. Because here, the libertarians matter. Here, the libertarians, many of them run for office as Republicans, sometimes as even Democrats, and they win. And so there's actually a liberty caucus of people in the state representatives here. And if there's a close vote on any bill... It's the Liberty reps that make the decision as to whether or not that bill passes. That's how influential we are already. And so we're not the majority, but we are a sizable minority already. And this project has barely even gotten off the ground as far as it's only been a few years, several years since the Free State Project reached its goal of 20,000 like-minded people uh, migrating here. So One of those rare circumstances where being unaffiliated with the established parties is our advantage. Because depending on how we see a bill, we will swing one way or the other. Correct. Yeah, the freedom lovers are willing to work with any side. Yeah, we, we will not vote uh, upon, you know, party lines because we aren't one of those established parties. Two things I'd like to say, One, uh, both to uh, was it Stephen. Stephen, sorry, Stephen from Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, one is there are enough reasons for freedom-loving people to spread freedom, liberty, peace, right, wherever they're at, right? There's enough good reasons for you to do So if you're doing that, far out, solid, right on. Good luck. You know, good, good luck. But what I like about both the, New Ham- the larger New Hampshire freedom movement and Bitcoin, or cryptocurrency, are the same thing. And it's a quote from uh, R. Buckminster Fuller, and it says, you never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change something, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. So what I see here in New Hampshire is the same thing I see in cryptocurrency. I see folks building infrastructure Mm -hmm. for a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. You want to change people's minds? I'm talking specifically to the caller. You want to change people's minds? Show them how it's done. There's only one place you can do that that I'm aware of, and that's here. He sounds a lot like me uh, 20 years ago, thinking that I could actually change people's minds to be more freedom-oriented, and I've since realized that that's not very likely to happen. Uh, Most people do want to be told what to do, it seems like. However, there are a certain amount of people out there that are of that sort of live-free-or-die mentality, and the New Hampshire general population has that mentality. This isn't California. No. Uh, this is in New York State. There is a very granite state, tough, you know, independent mindset up here. And so we don't have to change those people's minds. But Jeremy Kaufman makes an excellent point about this. Uh, they've got a cool show they're doing on uh, Monday nights now called Free State Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he makes this point that most people just want to go along to get along. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. And whatever we think about that, that's the reality. So if we have enough freedom-loving people enough principled people like us in the same place. We become a louder voice. We become an influence over the system, over things, over media, over popular opinion. And so those go-along-to-get-alongs, well, they've been going along to get along with the Republicans and Democrats for a long time. 
But if the libertarians become this voice, and we are, we're becoming a real influence in the entire state of New Hampshire now, those go-along-to-get-alongs are going to say things like, you know what, I've always agreed with those libertarians. I liked what those, I liked what, the, I heard what they said the other day at that uh, you know, hearing or whatever, and I liked right. what they had to say. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, that's reality. It's all about numbers. And if you don't want to join it, that's fine. You can continue struggling with your 15 activists in you know northwest Georgia or wherever it is you happen to be. I know what it's like. I'm from the South. I, ha- I had my 15 people coming to uh, freedom meetings or whatever. We never got anywhere. Well, and so the the two critiques, like the first one, okay, if you if you are aiming at changing the entire country into a libertarian country, it's a plan then, to fail. Well, I, I agree completely. Yeah. Like that is that is not a reasonable plan. But if that was your plan, then yeah, this isn't the way to do it. I don't think that's nope. a reasonable plan. So let's plan for reasonable things instead. But for the other one. I actually like the idea of, like, no, let's get a, li- a, a reputation as those crazy libertarians. I mean, they're defending their pot fields with machine guns. I mean, great. The fact is that runs those people out of here. Right. There are examples of, of leftist, I, statist activists who have left this place and gone to Vermont and Massachusetts. Yeah, and- I want us to have a reputation that runs off Democrats and Republicans. Absolutely. That yeah. sounds wonderful. This is the libertarian homeland. And it's just a fact. And it's going to become more and more of an undeniable fact. New Hampshire is the number one most free state, according to the Fraser Institute study and according to the Freedom in the 50 States study. And it's going to become number one by a mile. And Florida and the rest of them, they're not going to be ever, ever be able to catch up. The more people that move here who are willing to actually do the work of freedom. To those so. who have freedom, more will be given. We got more tomorrow night. If you didn't get on tonight, we got almost full phones here at the end of the show. If you didn't get on, call tomorrow and call earlier in the show. See you then.